Hello, everyone. Hello! My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And you're listening to TBD with Matt and Emily! Hello, everyone. This is the first time I said you are listening to instead of this is before I, I said TBD. Is wow. That, is that a good change? Um, I mean, I think we might have to stop the podcast out. It's so different. New podcast. You completely change. We have to change the name and everything. It's so different. It'll be called You Are Now Listening to TBD. <laughs> it's a clumsy name. Although, I don't know. Our regular name is pretty clumsy. <laughs> um, Someone told me not that long ago that they thought our name should have just been TB decided, like TB determined, not TBD. What do you, huh? So like instead of TBD, mm-hmm. it'd be T-E-A, T-B determined, decided. Like all spelled out? Like the B is B-E? Yeah. Did I say this to you? I don't remember. I have said this to you before. That That's how I think of it in my head, is TB determined. I don't think it was you. Well, whoever this is stole what's in my brain. We're too far in. Mm-hmm. We're over 40 episodes in. Well, I'm not going to change it, but I think at some point I just... I think when we were designing maybe the logo or something, and I use the term designing loosely, but um, I think I said to you, I think of it as TB determined mm-hmm. or something like that. And that's how it ended up sort of being that way. I have talked to a few people. I, I, I You know, I'm not like... Our name is kind of whatever. <laughs> And the more I realize I have to explain it, the more I'm like, oh, maybe it wasn't a great idea. But depending on how I explain it to people, some people go like, oh, that's pretty clever. And I think they mean it. They're not just humoring me. (laughs) Um, Hey, guys, let us know if you like our names. Yeah. Don't let us know if you don't. No, I don't want any negative feedback. (laughs) And I don't want to grow as a human. (laughs) Um, I'm going to talk about what our podcast is. Yeah, please tell. Tell the audience. Um. So audience, this is for you, not for Matt. Um, I'm not even listening. Our podcast is about, um, it's about us as friends, becoming better friends through the things we're interested in. That's where the determined, (laughs) decided comes in because one of us and our other friends who come on the podcast, although none of them are here today, um, bring a topic and we discuss it and we learn about each other and why we like the things we like. This is, an, this is a Matt and Emily alone yeah. trademark symbol, little TM. It's our brand. Um, and also, I think this is deeply important that you just know this. We're drinking tea the entire time. Mm-hmm. We're drinking tea. We could be talking about pasta. What? Why? I don't know. Oh, but like the topic could be pasta? Yeah, we could be talking about pasta. Uh, the food confused me. But we are drinking tea. We could, talk about, we could be talking about dinosaurs. Um, we're drinking tea. Hey, don't scoop my, don't scoop my topic. Is it dinosaurs? Who knows? Who knows? We could be talking about chickens. Don't scoop. You just keep scooping my ideas. And also dinosaurs had feathers. (laughs) Just like chickens have feathers. I know. That's what made me think of them. Also, you have a chicken on your wall. Uh, I do. Yeah. It's actually a turkey. But anyways, no matter what we're talking about. There's a chicken and a turkey on my wall. (laughs) But no matter what, we're talking chickens, we're talking turkeys, we're drinking tea. Yeah. And another important programming note is this is our first run at a new kind of Matt and Emily Alone episode. Yeah. You're getting two topics today instead of just one. Yeah. One mini one, one big one. Small, big. Or it's small and regular. Like when you just have small and big, 
and there's no medium. I like to think of them as big topics. I have a big topic mm-hmm. to prepare for. So is yours a regular topic and mine's a big topic? <laughs> That's mini and big. Yeah, no, I'm just... There's no medium. I, I'm picking... Yeah, we're like a hard place to order food from. Yeah. Like if you asked for a medium topic from us, we wouldn't be able to fulfill that order. Yeah, we'd be like, what's a, what's a medium? Mm-hmm. We either talk for an hour and a half or we talk for five seconds. Yeah. We, we're, a little, we're, going, we're decreasing total time. We're working on it, guys. We'll see. Our last couple have been un- under... Un- less fewer minutes mm-hmm. um yeah well this is our new format we're doing one guests get one topic that's all that's on that episode i hope you enjoy those ones one topic if you don't like the topic or the guest still listen <laughs> this episode and the previous two episodes have been experiments yeah. let us know how you think of the new format and this one yeah so emily's gonna get a little little itty bitty mini topic and i'm getting big old gigantic big topic <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna work out. We're we're improving things, or we're trying. We're learning. Gosh, we are learning as people. Um, we also have some other business to get to. We do. Um, we don't always snack on the podcast. We have, but we're gonna snack today. We've got these green tea. I don't know. It's written in Japanese, so I can't say whether it's like supposed to be matcha or something. But these green tea Kit Kats. They're just. Kit Kats, they're 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 green. You can hear us crinkling them right now. Open it up, Emily. Open yours up. I was just on the back. There is one spot in English that says "Have a break, have a Kit Kat." Yeah, that's it. And the URL is written in English because all URLs are standard character, standard American English characters. I don't know how to properly say what I want to say about um, that. Okay. Listeners, they're green. They're very green. What kind of green would you call that? Like a, mm, I'd say like almost a lime green. Yeah, maybe a little muted, muted yeah. lime. Yeah. That's why I think it might be matcha because that's like matcha. It like is this like color. a matcha color. That greenish color. Emily just uh, gave herself a break. She broke herself a Kit Kat bar. You know I love Kit Kats. They're my candy. I go to when I want to be a little full like so when i'm hungry mm-hmm. i will go for kit kat because the wafers i think yeah there's like a make it more carbohydrates in there yeah. or something it's like cereal almost i'm gonna lean away from the microphone to chew go ahead give it a bite mm, what a bite emily have you ever had these before you can just nod your head yes or no and i'll she's <laughs> giving an undecided bobble of her head <laughs> i don't think so i don't think so um they're good um, they're very creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had matcha, so I don't know. Honestly, I mean, when things are chocolatey, like, or like they're in candy, then I don't know what they taste like anymore. It they just tastes different to me. Yeah. Emily, you have to tell me, do you think what I'm about to do makes me a monster? Absolutely not. You are a mon- monster. <laughs> Why? Tell them what I did. You're... S- Instead of breaking a kick apart at the seam, he just bit into it. He just bit into it. I did. Into two into two things at the same time. I did. I'm going to take a picture of it. Guys, I think I might not be friends with Matt anymore. <laughs> Please don't say that. I won't say I that. I really have to change the podcast. <laughs> Um, I was going to take a picture of you dangling your, your Kit Kat on your, the lid of your, or the, the rim of your, your teacup. <laughs> 
I wanted to look at the the wrapper closer. This is how I eat Kit Kats, and I understand that I'm <laughs> I appear to be a sociopath by doing I'm this. So mad right now. Uh, these are these are these are um, two by two by ones two by ones. Is that how you would say this? They're 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 not a regular. What's a regular cat? Four or five in a row? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> four. It's four regular cats. Four slats. These are just uh, king size is eight. These are just two slats, and uh, I just bite into it. I used to break them, and now I I will bite into a regular Kit Kat. Just I don't break them. I'm a maniac. They're a little bitter. Uh, these ones, the tea, like the tea. I mean, version. I'm bitter towards what you just did, but these themselves mm-hmm. taste a little bitter to me. Do you like them? I don't know if I'd get them again, but I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. They're fine. They're candy. I think they're. Uh, do you think it's a white chocolate base? Ooh, good question. Possibly. That's why I really wanted to look at the wrapper, but then I realized I don't. I couldn't. It's all in Japanese. The. Uh, packaging might have more to say but we don't have the we we just have like these little fun size packages do you want me to go get the packaging no no <laughs> not that important by the way there's it melted all over here i know cup. should i get another picture of that probably um for posterity i did like the melty part it looks like you had like this uh crazy green lipstick on and it got yeah. all over the glass i am known for my uh weird lipstick colors mm-hmm. i'm always like emily what are you doing with your lips <laughs> you got some crazy lips today um yeah well these were in my kitchen and we ate, decided to eat them on the podcast i enjoyed I, that we didn't do a crazy good review of them but <laughs> what did you like them um yeah they're they're good i guess i probably like regular kit kats more <laughs> but they're oh, they're fun question they're fun change of pace what's your top five favorite candy top five candies we've never talked about this before on the podcast i don't think no, we talked about think, it on no, the podcast. probably not because if Kit Kat's your answer, I've definitely never heard that uttered out of your mouth. <laughs> it's not my answer, but... Is it top five? I would say so. Okay. Um, top five candies. I'm going to say number one is Snickers with almonds. <laughs> number two is Snickers classic. <laughs> um, is it? Wait, did you say candy or candy bars? Candy. Number three is Reese's Cups. Um, number four is... Uh, gosh, now I'm not even sure what other candies there are. Well, I, there's m M&M, uh, uh, Four is Skittles. Skittles are a good one, and you got to throw something kind of fruity up there. Um, and not chocolatey. And then, I don't know, let's say number five... Um, chocolate covered uh cherries okay i accept what are your top five? Oh god what a big question um I, it was even my question um for most of my life i think i would have put m&ms at top but guys they're booted off the list because oh, shit. peanut butter m&ms buy to plain hello to peanut butter peanut butter m&ms are number one i think so and number two uh reese cups three kick cats four Oh God! Um, <laughs> this is like uh, improv warm up. It's like it's like making me pick between which are my children are my favorite because I just love candy so much. I mean, number five on my list, I really just went f- for something different because um, there's probably other. 
I don't know. I can just go on about like different things with peanut butter in them, but yeah. I don't want to be boring. I'd say Whoppers, multi milk balls. Ooh, Whoppers. Those are good. And number five. Oh, push everything down on my list. Mm-hmm. New number number one. one is chocolate oranges. Ooh, that's a good. Can you get around Christmas that then you have to like bang against a wall? Smack them. Yeah. That's my list. Throw it like a baseball against a wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are good. I like I like all those candies and I approve. Um, I also do really like candy, although I don't eat very much, but, um, uh, when you said, uh, when you said Kit Kats are the thing you have when you're hungry, that's how I feel about Snickers. And when they made those commercials that were like, you know, uh, hungry, eat a Snickers or whatever that I was like, you were, you were telling the truth. Like I already was doing that before those commercials happened. <laughs> um, I, I do like Snickers and I like Milky Ways are fine, but to me, they're like the lesser Snickers. My problem with a lot of candy bars is that they have peanuts in them, mm-hmm. and I don't like peanuts. Well, then you should try Snickers with almonds. <laughs> but I don't like almonds either. Um, and you like Reese's Cups, which are just mashed up peanuts. Well, I like mashed up peanuts, but I don't like a whole peanut. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like peanut M&Ms. Mm-hmm. But I love, as previously discussed on the podcast, peanut butter M&Ms. Yeah. And as previously discussed, not liking peanut butter M&M's. We made a pretty big deal about that on that very same episode. Yes. <laughs> Go check that out. That's peanut butter M&M's and the Marvel Cinematic Universe with yep. Billy Soko. <laughs> Shout outs. Shouts to Billy. Shouts to old episodes. Love referencing anytime I can. Um, uh, okay. Kit Kat talk done. Should we move over to tea talk? Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. Emily, let us know what tea that we have this week. Oh, that, thank you so much for kicking it over to you. Oh, she's trying to reach. I could have really helped with that. Um, I'm ready. Here we go. Um, this is part of our um, treasure chest of teas. It's called Sea Berry Spa from David's Tea. It is a white tea. Matt's Boom. favorite. Um, it is actually, I purchased a little bag that is meant to be like, you use the whole thing for an iced tea, but I knew I would use it for the pod and I never intended it to be used as iced tea. Mm. Maybe I'll do that when I get home. Who knows? Um, but I you. did specifically ask if I could use it for hot tea and they said, yes, of course. <laughs> so there you go. Um, do you want to hear the ingredients? I would love to hear what's in this tea. Oh, this tea has lots of ingredients. Let me tell you that right now. Apple, white tea, ginger, lemon balm, licorice root rosemary raspberry leaves cranberries our old favorite sea buckthorn wow chamomile sandy everlasting flower and natural flavoring what a list of ingredients it's quite long there's freaking raspberries in this thing (laughs) raspberry leaves i think well i'm sure they taste like raspberries yes but there are cranberries cranberries from my home state i'm sure they're from worcester They're probably from cape cod you can just say Cape Cod. Cape Cod. They don't make... Uh, you can definitely say Cape Cod. Of all the places I live, Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, Cape Cod is the easiest thing to say. I never lived on Cape Cod, I should make that clear, but uh, it is a big part of my growing up. With one of my friends once, we went to um, where the Patriots play, Gillette Stadium. Mm-hmm. And right, Foxborough. Yes. And right near there, there is a cranberry bog. Oh, yeah? It's there. I'm not familiar with that one because I mostly know the ones... On Cape Cod, just covered in them. Mm -hmm. Something crazy, like uh, some crazy percentage of all 
the uh, cranberries in the country come from Cape Cod. Ninety um, percent. Sure, let's say ninety. Sure, that sounds like a crazy percent. <laughs> um, so I did not put sugar in my tea. Matt did not put sugar in his tea. True, we're we're drinking this straight. I have a question. I have em- a question for you. Emily did cover her mug in in chocolate, though. That's true. <laughs> um, would would you say you taste the apple? Ginger and lemon balm. Should I try tasting it first? Because yeah. I haven't had a sip yet. Yeah. Right. Matt is taking a sip. He is smelling it. Look, you. Ooh. I'm sure you heard that. What a smell! This smells amazing. I don't know if I've specifically smelled it. Let me smell. Give it a smell. Now Emily's smelling it because I smelled it. it. Smells like potpourri. Yeah, this is like I would I would uh, make my bathroom smell nice with this. <laughs> oh, I think it's because it's just like every it, leaf. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Just leaves. It looks like potpourri kind of too. He took a sip and now he's leaning towards the microphone to share his thoughts, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm having a hard time pulling them all apart. Um, there's apple in this, you said, right? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling the apple. I think I'm feeling a slight, the slight raspberry. I'm definitely glad I didn't put sugar in this because it's kind of on the sweeter side already. Mm-hmm. Um, just, as discussed before, apple is often used to add sweetness to things. Um, I'm not sure I get all the other flavors I'm supposed to get because there's just so many of them. It's definitely clearly a white tea, though. Um, How do you feel about that sandy everlasting flower? Um, that's a sandy everlasting is a kind of flower. It goes comma sandy everlasting flower comma. Hmm. I mean, it's definitely got like a floral taste yeah. to it. There were like when I, we um put the tea in there were like chunks of, there was like a whole flower like a dried flower yeah it's it's yeah i like the taste it smells like flowers tastes like flowers <laughs> but like in a good way like you know if you actually tasted a flower how it might be kind of gross yeah this tastes like how flowers smell so it's actually good yes um so i'm looking at the tea right now um you can definitely see the apple chunks you can see the sandy everlasting flower. What I assume is the sandy everlasting flower. I think you can see dried cranberries. I think it's interesting they told you this was like an iced tea because it doesn't, it actually feels like a very good hot tea and it feels like, it feels like almost like wintry. Which, yeah. Oh, happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. Um, It feels very, yeah, I don't know. It, it feels kind of like. Like, I guess if you made, like, a winter cocktail, you'd probably put, like, cranberries and stuff in it. And it yeah. kind of, like, reminds me of of something like that. Um, Yeah, I think they would just market it as, like, I think they also would sell it to just use. But they had, like, a whole, like, section of, use these for iced teas. It's yeah. the perfect amount. And the back has all these instructions on how yeah. to make. Uh, um, Matt, what what's today's date? Today is the th- third of january guys it's two more days till my birthday uh is indeed the third of january yes um happy birthday emily right now i am driving from ohio to new york with my mom Mm -hmm. and i am celebrating my birthday in two days are you driving on the third yeah and do you think your mom will insist on listening to this episode on the drive um i will say she when i was home for thanksgiving she really wanted to listen to it um thanksgiving the the fall spectacular the fall spectacular episode and we tried to but then i got so uncomfortable just listening to my voice around other people 
that we stopped. But I love that so much. (laughs) I want a video of you sitting with your family listening to a podcast and just like cutting to all anytime you like cringe at yourself or something i did eventually when we were cooking i just was like okay we're listening to lord now (laughs) and that by that you mean the episode of that we talked about lord oh definitely yeah (laughs) it just makes me so uncomfy i mean i wouldn't be comfortable either but i like thinking about it happening to you (laughs) i like this schadenfreude of uh (laughs) yeah of you having to sit through that I mean, I listen to most episodes anyway, so I, I'm already over that. And I've edited, like, videos of myself um, doing sketch stuff. And it is weird, but then you kind of get over it because you're like, whatever, I have to deal with this. <laughs> it's it's not... Ugh, I don't know. It's just a lot. Um, Emily. Um, Matt. Is this Seabury Spa tea? Is it your cup of tea? Or is it not your cup of tea? Matt, that's a great question. Um, of the white teas we have had, this is, I'm going to, I think it's fair to say it's my least favorite. Ooh. We've had three. It's easy to, it's easy to keep track. Blueberry, peach, blueberry, mm-hmm. comma, peach, comma, seaberry. Yeah. Spa. Um, I don't know what about it. Mm. I think I like the simpleness of the peach and the blueberry just a single flavor yeah even though i said on the last podcast i love a love a a flavorful tea life is complicated life is complicated two things can be true at once the Um, only people who believe in absolutes are the sith this is from the prequel movies yeah i know (laughs) that's our best awkward pause was that one right there i know i I let it go (laughs) it's a good one um it's like the meme where someone is just staring, like the when he blinks. The yeah, guy, the guy who blinks. Yeah, we all know guy who blinks. Yeah, um, but Matt, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. So, are you gonna rate this one way or the other? I'm going to. Can I have a couple more minutes to sit on it? You can have a couple more seconds, but no, not minutes. Well, can I, can I pause, ask you the question? Yeah, and then come back to it. Yeah, I mean, this is highly unheard of, um, but um, you know, I, this is the new year. Maybe we can try some new things, as we all know. I mean, I are currently in the new year. It's two more days until my birthday. <laughs> yeah, as for your birthday present, I will grant you. Um, I will commute your sentence of having to tell me whether you like this tea or not until after I've answered whatever question you want to ask me. I'm not sure which question this is. Hey, Matt, how's your day going? <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask you. I'm having a pretty good day. Uh, as we all know, it is the new year. I'm living my new resolutions out. What are my resolutions? Um, I'm going to be happier. Mine's always, I need to drink more water. That's a good one. Uh, I Maybe I'll, I'll do that. I actually have, I have a LaCroix next to me to, right now, and I don't normally have second beverage. <laughs> I know. Wacky. Uh, I was feeling thirsty, though. Hey, is LaCroix your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Uh, LaCroix, is, LaCroix is good in my book. I did not like seltzer um, for the longest time, um, but my wife, Laura, ke- kept buying it, and I kept trying it, and eventually I decided, hey, you know what? I think I do like this, and it's it, it's kind of, it's one of, maybe, an, I don't know if acquired taste is the right word, but it took me a while to get on board, mm-hmm. and now I am. Wow. And my hometown 
Worcester, I should add, is a great, they make polar seltzer there, which is like one of the best, coolest brands. <sighs> I Whenever I drink a seltzer, I just want it to be pop. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's got, you know, there's no sugar or caffeine in it. Yeah. So it's good in like, I don't, I can drink, I can drink seltzer after I've brushed my teeth if I want to, because it's not, it's not dirtying my teeth up again. You yeah. know? Um, hey Matt oh yeah you have a second question to ask me <laughs> yeah um, I, I just cut you off on the LaCroix thing <laughs> sorry um, hey Matt is this um, David's Tea Seaberry Spa white tea your cup of tea or not your cup of tea it's my cup of tea Emily is it your cup of tea or is it not your cup of tea <laughs> I don't think it's my cup of tea <laughs> You tried to bait me to cutting you off, and all you did was give me the chance to <laughs> send it right back. <laughs> it's no, it's not. Your, I mean, you were leaning that way. Yeah, I just feel bad. I always feel bad when I do it. No, I now I will say that often when you and I disagree, it's because I'm a less harsh critic and you're a harsher critic. But I will say that I actually like this tea. Not just do I find it acceptably, I don't find it passable, and I'm like just disagreeing with you. <laughs> One day, maybe we will. Have we ever had? We both hate the tea. I don't think that's happened. I think we've had tea that we've not that is not our cup of tea. But I don't think we've truly hated the tea. Yeah. Like I don't hate this tea. No, uh, but I like this. I would drink more of this uh, in the future. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is sort of like the cinnamon tea that yeah. I also liked that you disliked that I drink quite regularly. <laughs> Move my way through the package. Seems like a tea that's going to stay here. This one is? Yeah. Oh, my thank you. It's only a little package, so it shouldn't last very long. No, it should not. Um, yeah, I just don't... I just think... You know, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it, it's it's like a specific kind of maybe lightness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, diagnose why you don't like it, but you can just not like a tea and it's fine. Yeah, I think... Maybe it's... I, I don't dislike floral things, but it's like maybe it's a little too flory, florally... Mm-hmm. Um, it smells like a Christmas candle, but like not like a pine tree candle. Like, yeah, it just smells like the kind of candle that would be like uh, cranberry and like I, I I imagine this from like Yankee Candle like makes this. It'd be like yeah. a white candle. It would be like cranberry and green and white tea. That would be like the scent of this <laughs> tea. And I'm not just saying that because it is white tea and has cranberries in it. Like. I can almost picture that being what they call it. Yeah. Or it'd be like white pine and cranberry, something like that. And it would be like an opaque white candle. We should talk to, we should talk to Yankee Candle. I think this is a candle. I think, I mean, my mom burns enough candles where I'm like, I've been around this candle in my life. <laughs> or it could be like vanilla. It sounds weird to say vanilla cranberry, but I'm going to say vanilla cranberry. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Anyways, it's definitely not Christmas time anymore because we, as we all know, it's the 3rd of January. It's time to throw away your Christmas trees. And give Emily your birthday presents. Yeah. I have to get Emily a birthday present. Yep. You know, I I mentioned this briefly uh, to you off podcast, but I went to a, a Harry Potter store and I thought about buying you something there. 
And I will tell you right now, I did not because everything there was so ridiculously expensive. That where where I, was this? It was in Boston. Oh, okay. It was when I was there. Oh, yes. Uh, by the time this drops, a month ago. <laughs> uh, and I went in and like it would be like a pair of socks would be like $25. That's insane and makes sense. And they had like... They had like magic wands and stuff, which I didn't even bother asking because I imagine they were like $200. They were like the authentic looking wands mm-hmm. that they sell at like Universal Studios or whatever. I have one already. And then, whose is it? Sirius Black. Uh, I saw his wand there, actually. Yeah, that's one I have. And then they, and they had like candy. They had like chocolate frogs. but And I held them and they were very, they were, it was not very big. And it was like $5 for this little, like smaller than a Reese's cup probably. Mm-hmm. And it was $5. And I also didn't know how well that would travel. So I didn't buy any of it. But I was thinking about buying something. There. Um, I appreciate the thought. If they had tea, I would have bought that. They didn't have any tea. Yeah. I was looking for, I was like, ooh, do they have like some kind of Harry Potter tea? Oh my God, I'd be so happy. And uh, well, you know, they didn't. I looked and I thought of you and I went in the store. Again, that's all I can ask. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Harry Potter. Oh, I almost wore a Harry Potter card again today, but mm. I didn't have anything to, that matched it for underneath it. Oh, so I didn't. Interesting. Tea talk complete. Tea talk done. Here we go. Oh, I feel so bad about my ranking. That you said it wasn't your cup of tea. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Sometimes you just don't like a tea. Someday we'll find a tea I don't like. I can't remember if I may have said I didn't like a tea before, but I honestly can't remember. You have. There was like a mint one that you we just oh we that both just oh. that was just okay. Was it the Tivana Mint yeah. Majesty? Um, there was one other one. I feel like it was. It was around. One of our guests brought us an, brought us an herbal tea, and we liked that one. But there was one right before that that we both did not like because we referenced it in our discussion. Oh, interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, when Justin brought the yeah. Montana Trading yeah. Company tea. I had that tea recently. It's still pretty good. Peppermint tea. Yeah. Okay. Um, tea talk is now done. Tea talk's done. So, Emily, in our new format, brand spanking new format, we just cut the ribbon on this format really today. <laughs> you have brought us a miniature topic. Would you please tell me what that miniature topic is? Can I tell you something that's so funny? <laughs> yes. It's candles. Candles? <laughs> <laughs> and we already talked about candles. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm here to tell you, Matt, that I, over the past few months, have become a candle person. Wow. Before the last couple months, not a candle person. Very rarely lit a candle. What happened? I don't know. I had a candle. <laughs> and I'd had it for a while. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to burn it when I get home and I want to have a relaxing day. Because before I would only, like, if I was going to be home and doing absolutely nothing... That is when I would light a candle and be like, this is me and I'm relaxing. It's candle time. Candle time. Um, and I, then I, then this candle just like never ended. It just, I kept burning it and it just never ended. But then I had another candle that a student gave me. So I burnt that one. And then I had another candle. I had these like three candles I'd had for like literally years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's time. I'm burning them. And in that process, I became a candle person. Um, candles are nice yeah they burn they do burn forever like if you get like a decent candle uh i think 
my apartment has had the same three candles also for many years and we burn them. We just, they just like, they don't ever melt. <laughs> um, while I was in Ohio for Thanksgiving on Black Friday, my mom and I went shopping and I bought um, roughly a million candles. Mm-hmm. Well, it was probably only like seven, but that's still far too many candles, but I've been burning them. Mm-hmm. They're all in different sizes. They have different purposes. Uh, what kind of candles are you buying? Are you buying scented candles? Yes. Or are they just meditational? No, scented. They're all scented. Mm-hmm. Um, are they all specific brand or do you jump around? Jump around. And I'm really firing out these questions like a machine gun. Um, do you have um, Do you have a scent that is your favorite? I don't know if I have a scent. I like a flowery candle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like candles that smell like food. So what is an example of a candle that smells like food? Cinnamon bun. Okay. Okay. Or vanilla I, cake. Um, ooh, vanilla cake, though. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> uh, I immediately went to foods that wouldn't make good candles when you said can't, candles that smell like food. Like, I was thinking about, like, chicken nuggets <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick anecdote about maybe why I thought this. So I actually had this candle in, um, in, uh, Laura and I had it in our old, uh, old, old apartment in Boston, not our, even our most recent Boston apartment, but it was, it was a candle that was, um, a gift, I think from my friend Ryan, uh, shouts to Ryan, shouts to Ryan. Um, and it looked, it was, it was, a, it was like, um, a hamburger and onion rings in a basket and all of the, like the hamburger and the onion rings were each like separate candles and they just smelled like vanilla. They didn't smell like hamburgers, <laughs> but we, we tried burning that thing. <laughs> Took a long time. It's a big, it looked like a whole basket, like the size that you would get if you went to a place that sold yeah. burgers and, and onion rings. <laughs> Burger candle. Just make your kitchen like, I I usually burn candles, I feel like, either in the kitchen or living room. And it's often because it smells like another thing already. But if I just, like, was burning a candle that smelled like hamburgers, it would make it... That's making the problem worse. Yes. Yeah. What about, like, apple cider? So, same problem. I guess it's a little less with apple cider, although I... Fruits, I can handle. Mm-hmm. But, like like, things that are, like, dessert-scented, like... Cinnamon bun. I if I'm burning that candle, I just want the cinnamon bun. What if it's just like vanilla? Like, is that plain enough, or is that still dessert? Like, see, I would say it's still desserty. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I want that smell, I'm just gonna bake some cookies. Mm-hmm. Is that why you don't like this tea we're drinking? Because it smells like a candle that you would like, and you don't like confusing your eats with your smells. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. <laughs> Um, so that's my new working theory about why you don't like no. it. Um, what about, what about like a candle that smells, wait, so you said you like flowery ones. Do you, do you ever have flowers in your apartment? No, I don't. Mm, ugh, do I want to get into this now? I don't believe that flowers are a good present. And I think I don't understand them as decorations. Um, Laura and I had a mostly flowerless wedding. Uh, she had a bouquet that was flowers, but all the like the table decorations and everything else was all uh, leaves, um, like banana leaves yeah. and uh, palm leaves and things like that, um, because they're s- sustainable. And I 
a crunchy green weirdo <laughs> who finds flowers to be uh, a poor choice for the environment. Um, I can <laughs> get behind that. Mine comes from more a uh, level of practicality. Mm-hmm. Um, one, when you're giving flowers to someone, you're really just giving them something to take care of. Mm-hmm. That's going to die. Yeah. You're giving up. Hey, look at this beautiful thing for four days. And then you're going to have to throw it away or it's going to smell. And it's going to rot. So I asked about whether you have flowers in your apartment based on, do you like, like, is a flowery candle acceptable? Yes, a flowery candle would be acceptable. So I guess the thing is, is like your candles have to be separate from your other. Your candles are your candles and they don't overlap with anything. So like a flowery candle, you don't want flowers. You don't want a food like candle because you just want the food. Am I making sense here? Yes. That, no, that, that makes sense. You want no overlap between your candles and the rest of your life. <laughs> yes. I think the candle I just burned was a, um, I want to say it's a wild plum, which mm. is a food, but it's a fruit, which as discussed is a little different. And I never eat plums. Fruits are the exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, I'm burning a, um, right now I'm working on a, a Christmas one that is like a Christmas pine. That's good. Um, and then also, um, oh, I think it's like a wisteria or something. Wisteria? Is that a flower? Yes, it's a flower. <laughs> um, we have like an apple thingy over there on my shelf that we've been burning through. We had another one. I want to say we had like a ginger scented one for a while, which is also a food, but is also an interesting smell. I don't think you often think of the smell of ginger. No, not really. Would you ever have a tea-scented candle? Yes. Or would that freak you out? No, I think I would. That's okay. I've never, I don't know if I've ever smelled one. I'm just, you know, when I say I don't want my candles to smell like food, specifically, it's dessert. I don't want them to smell like dessert. dessert. Or probably hamburgers. Or hot foods. Yes. <laughs> I want them, if I, again, if I want my apartment to smell like cinnamon rolls, I'm going to make some goddamn cinnamon rolls. Please do. Then bring them over. Okay. I'll make two apartments smell like cinnamon rolls. Uh, yeah, I think the food thing would be weird. Like, I'm okay. I am okay with, like, vanilla because I think that's plain enough or whatever. But, like, cinnamon rolls would be weird. Hamburgers would be weird. What about french fries, your favorite food? I mean, french fries are obviously my favorite food, but I can't imagine I would enjoy that candle. Because, again, all I'd want. Mm-hmm. Nice french fries. What do you think? Uh, I remember this being a thing that I saw that um, I want to say it was Yankee Candle made a line of candles for men and they smelled like it would be like uh, a fresh cut grass. And so it's like that kind of lawn smell. Yeah. Thumbs up or thumbs down on that? I'd have to smell it for sure, but I'm not opposed to... Do you know what that smell, fresh cut grass yes. smell is? Yeah. What if it was a candle like that? I think I'd like it. Is that acceptable? I Like, that would be an interesting one to have in, like, New York, because you never smell fresh cut grass yeah, that's in true. New York, unless you go to the park. <laughs> I think I'd enjoy that one. Um, I'm not really here for gendered candles, but... I mean, obviously... Anyone can like the smells, yeah. but they like release them with the thought that it's like these are the smells men like or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, gasoline or something. <laughs> Coal burning. Yeah. Oh, uh, probably. I think campfire was That's like one of them. One. Um, um, have you ever had a woodwick candle? 
Woodwick. Yes. Where they crackle? Yeah. And pop? Yeah. Love Snap, those. crackle, pop. Yep. Just like uh, Rice Krispies? Yeah. Uh, would you have a candle that smells like Rice Krispies treats? No. Would you have a can- <laughs> um, Would you have a campfire candle? Does that sound pleasant to you or not? It's a strange smell because I think it, you know, you'd mostly associate it with, <laughs> oh no, something's on fire. <laughs> I feel like I don't think I would like a campfire candle. Um, hmm. Would you say fruit is overall the, the fruit and flower are like the best categories? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess, I mean, flowers, I mean, flowers just smell good, right? They're just. Yeah. I would say like, I don't think I would buy a fresh linen candle and I think you see those a lot. Ooh, I, I used to buy fresh linen Lysol and I did like that Yeah. when I was a Lysol buyer. Um, what happened? Uh, I think I still have that can of Lysol. I just don't buy Lysol that much. I have like, I have fresh linen Febreze, I think. Yeah. Um. Shout out to a lot of brands today. Yeah. Um. Yeah, mostly fruits and floral smells for me. Um, you know what's interesting is that um, it seems like you wouldn't like LaCroix if it was a candle. You just don't like it as a beverage. I think that's fair. No overlap. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're the, they're fruits. I mean, yeah. It's like tangerine. You like tangerines in real life? Like I if, do. But you don't like tangerine LaCroix, which is what I'm drinking right now? It's not... It's not... When if I were to drink a tangerine Lacroix, I would take a sip and say, "Oh, I just want a tangerine soda." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean I, I I generally agree with that. I just think seltzers have the other benefits of you know. I don't have to feel like I'm eating, I'm drinking soda all the time, uh, and it's better than water. Mm-hmm. Water's so freaking boring. Water is boring. <laughs> um, going back to candles, mm-hmm. um, as part of my, I'm a candle person now. Um, I've been taking my care of my candles the way you're supposed to. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a candle person now. You're going to blow my mind. I have had this topic ready for weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just waiting. How do you take care of your candles? Um, You're supposed to trim the wick down to like one fourth of an inch after you, before you start to burn it. If it gets too high, you get more smoke and that leaves the black ring. Interesting. Um, You're supposed to, the first time you burn it, burn it for... At least until like the entire top layer is melted, if it's in like a glass container, mm. or else it'll be hard to get that the next time because wax has a memory. It like, like what kinds of things does it remember? Like if you tell it secrets, will it oh, remember? it'll definitely remember your secrets, but it'll also know how much you burned it, and then leave that going mm. down, and then you'd have that weird ring going down. Wow, the memories of a candle. Yeah. Also, it really is a good secret keeper. Not like Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> Is that Harry Potter? Yep. Um, my mom has a thing that you can put candles that either like the wick has gone away or it has too much side wax and it just, it's like a hot plate mm-hmm. and it just like, it makes the, what, what's there like, I guess kind of evaporate, like a slow burn kind of thing. It's like if you're finishing off candles. I had one of those ones mm. um, when I was in high school. So you said that you're a new candle person but you had this candle thing in high school well i have had reconcile these with me (laughs) no um my mom always lights candles um we were a candle household they were they were heard of in my home um and 
I had like this like a wax melter thing that was lived in my bedroom. Um, but I would like that. I wasn't res- like it was there. But then when I went to college, I didn't take it with me. And the lease we had in college said no candles, um, which we didn't, you know, always follow. But I didn't like seek out candles. Um, and like ever since I've lived on my own, I've not been like I never like regularly burn a candle. So you were like a repressed candle person. Yeah. Like you had candles and then the man held you down. He was a man. They said, you got a lease, no candles. And then you, you, you freed yourself from the shackles of that lease and you got yourself a new lease on life and started burning candles. I have to leave. I, went, I took up, I went a long way down. There. I have to go. <laughs> um, um, I consider myself a comedian. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, until the last few months, I like just never burnt candles, but I think I've been, I think what's happened is I've been extremely stressed out at work, like overwhelmed, wanting to cry all the time, Mm -hmm. curling up into a ball, not (laughs) moving. And I needed to like not do anything. So I would, as I said, like in the past when I've had these candles, like I would light them as like. I'm being a relaxed person today, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like, okay, I'm going to light this candle and I'm going to relax for two hours while this candle burns before I go to bed. Ever, do you ever light a candle, set it next to the bathtub and set a bubble bath and read a book? Do you ever do um, that thing? No, I don't take baths at my apartment. Okay. Or ever. I mean, you could have been a bath. I mean, a candle person could become a bath person. I know, but I feel like I'd have to really scrub the tub. Yeah, that's true. That's that's that apartment living. Yeah. Um, do I have anything else I want to say about candles? Oh, also about the same time, I think I took a matchbook from a restaurant. I think you might have, I might have gone with you mm. as a way. I was like, I want to start burning my candles more. So I took it. Yeah. But over, also over Thanksgiving, when I really fully embraced my candle, my candle love, I, um, my mom bought me a, um candle lighter mm. did you take matches from the 4040 club when we went clubbing that one time no we did not i did not it was i think it was after a pattern game one time okay okay i uh, should have taken them from 4040 yeah yeah um all right when we went clubbing that yeah. one time. <laughs> we sat next to people who got bottle service <laughs> that's true and we did not <laughs> no um all right uh do you have anything more or i just love candles good i'm pro candles pro candles Ooh, if someone has like a oh this is a good tea candle tea scented candle send it to me Mm -hmm. or like don't send me the candle that's not what i'm asking you can you can because it's going to be emily's birthday very shortly but that's not specifically what i'm asking just like send me the names and like how i could buy them Mm -hmm. okay everyone should know names of candles now that christmas is over and everyone got a bunch for christmas because christmas people give candles a lot for christmas and as we all know christmas has already happened (sighs) my birthday in two days Mm -hmm. okay i love my birthday happy birthday thanks hey matt yeah um all of this other stuff was just nonsense nonsense lead up 47 minutes of nonsense garbage um tell me what 
What what? Tell me what your what topic you're bringing us today. <laughs> that is not not nonsense garbage. Um, I'm also going to bring up a topic. I've been thinking about topic topicing about. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I've been thinking about this being my topic for a long time. I've sort of punted it down the road a few times. Um, my topic is um, a film that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, it is The Dark Knight. Oh, wow. Batman's you do love this movie. The Dark Knight. Uh, we talked about this very recently, but uh, with me all all knowing that I was going to make this my topic in the near future... Um, I've been thinking about this for months because, uh, and I keep not doing it cause it's, we've had a lot of movie topics <laughs> and, but we've had a little break for movie topics. So I'm, <laughs> I'm here to talk about what is, what is right now? Another guaranteed Matt bold statement. <laughs> uh, the dark Knight is the best comic book movie to ever happen. Uh, and I'd be very surprised if it ever got beaten. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can we call this episode? candles illuminate the dark night i'm sorry we can't call it that that'd be going against our pattern of naming <laughs> i mean candles and the dark night is already pretty uh it fits we, a all, we all get it yeah um okay so um the dark night the second of three movies in the dark night trilogy you can touch on the other two movies but we may or may not need to uh, whenever I make my list of the best superhero movies ever, this is the tippy top. Um, it's not even really close. Some of the Avengers movies are good. Logan, uh, the the Wolverine solo movie, that is also that's near the top. None of these movies are as good as The Dark Knight. They just can't be. I'm sorry, they're just not in the same league. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What makes it so good? Oh, man, the whole thing is going to be about this. Everything I have to say. Okay. It's about how good it is. Uh, the first bullet point I wrote down, this is so great that I wrote this. And I wrote this list in August when I was like preparing for this episode, whatever. I wrote my first bullet point, scene after amazing scene. <laughs> um, the acting. It's got such like across the board, like everyone's doing an amazing job. Everyone talks about Heath Ledger, you know, being this really great version of the Joker um, for those not remembering, this is that version of that movie. <laughs> it's the it's one where he fights the Joker and two faces there. Uh, but Heath Ledger does a great job um, portraying the Joker. I really like Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, Batman, etc. Um, he's he yeah I don't know he gets some people make fun of his like gravelly voice uh, and how it was like silly, but I think his voice I like it. Uh, because he's supposed to be hiding that he's Batman. Um, but I, um, I remember, I didn't say this, I didn't make this up, but I'm going to, I don't really remember who said it. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it. But I think it might have been uh, on, the, on um, the AV club or something. But they were talking about how his voice isn't meant, um, it, it's not meant to hide his voice. It's made, it's made to make him sound inhuman. Mm. and because he's batman he's supposed to he's just it's like he's not even supposed to feel like a person um which is sort of the message of all the movies is like batman is a symbol is is this like greater thing that is like more than like an individual man um and that's like why he does why he's not just like some crime fighter why didn't become 
just like a regular detective, he like wanted to create the mask and the costume and the voice to strike fear in people. And there's like the mystery behind it is sort of like, you never know when Batman is lurking. Like you can't get away with your crimes because you never know when he's like there to bust you. Mm. And there's what, like the first, well, Oh God, there's so many great scenes. There are so many great scenes in this movie. Um, but like one of the really great ones is when the Joker first meets all the mob bosses in the city, he um, approaches them and they're meeting in like uh, a restaurant uh, kitchen, I guess is where they are. And um, the Joker says like, I know why you all have your meetings in the middle of the day. I know why you're scared, all this stuff. And he like points out that like they literally can't do their job like the way they used to in like shady nighttime like clubs or whatever because they're like because batman is always there (laughs) uh lurking and so they do stuff in broad daylight now because they're scared of batman (laughs) even though they're supposed to be these big like dangerous thugs um because the first batman begins is like heavily reliant on the mob and it sort of evolves to the point where the mob becomes like irrelevant more or less relevant in the dark Knight, and completely irrelevant by the time you get to the third movie just like organized crime gets wiped out for super villainy basically oh wow um which is like a struggle batman generally has is like did he make things worse like would there be a joker if there was no such thing as batman mm-hmm. um like like are they attracted are the like, super villains attack attracted to the hero it's escalation no, if if one side escalates the other side escalates and it just gets worse and worse um it's like why in this movie like eventually the police like turn on batman um because they realize like batman might be causing them the harm mm-hmm. um i don't want to skip ahead too far so i won't get to my favorite line in the whole movie but uh <laughs> it's about a cop <laughs> um, um don't spoil it <laughs> i was only gonna say ryan atwood Oh, um, but Ben McKenzie from Gotham. Yeah, that's all I was gonna say. Um, yes, I also like Gotham. This is my second Batman-related topic, <laughs> um, and I surprisingly got to Gotham, the TV show, first. Uh, but the whole so like the first amazing thing, like the first ten minutes of the movie are the bank robbery scene, which is how they released they released that as a trailer. You could just watch like the whole first like ten minutes of the movie or however long it is. And it's just this great, like, you see the Joker and how his, like, anarchy exists and, like, how he's this insane criminal with these crazy plans. But, like, it works. And he's already pretty scary just through that first, like, seeing him, like, shoot up all the people that were, like, his accomplices. You're like, oh, this guy's ruthless. He's here for the chaos of it all. Um, And just that whole scene was, like, I don't know. That's so crazy. I've seen the first... Uh, let's say 25 to 30 minutes of the dark Knight, probably like a thousand times. <laughs> Cause I will just like, I have it on Blu-ray and I will just like pop it in and watch like the beginning. And then um, I'll be like, Oh, I should go to bed now. <laughs> I love the dark Knight. It used to be a running thing that I would like, f- I would like go to the bar, drink, come home and fall asleep, like pass out watching the dark Knight. <laughs> like that was my routine of yeah. drinking and passing out the safest pass out you could ever do is it's to the dark night to the dark night and usually not because i'm like drunk because i'm like sleepy and i'm watching a movie at 2 30 in the morning for some reason <laughs> um i love the dark night um uh why can't i remember his name 
Uh, anyway, all the acting. Um, um, Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon. Um, That's the name I was looking for he, earlier. Yeah, he's, yes. Oh, you were looking yeah, for him. Um, and then there's, uh, why can't I f- remember the guy who plays uh, Harvey Dent? <laughs> I know exactly what he looks like. Yeah. Um, he's a guy I know. Who plays the girl? Maggie Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember everyone's name, but for some reason, I'm losing it on Two-Face. <laughs> um, I, uh, I like um, that, like, I don't know. It's just, like, constantly. Like, it's a long movie. I mean, it's, like, two and a half hours long. Uh, but it never feels slow to me ever. Like, it just is constant action. And I know everything that's ever going to happen. And, and I'm always, like, every time it happens, I'm like... Oh God, another like another great plan by the Joker. <laughs> it's just crazy, like thing after thing. Can I ask a um, question? Yeah. Have you watched like behind the scenes and like director's commentary and stuff? No, I don't watch that kind of stuff. Okay, just not, one. not for anything. Right. Uh no, I listen to commentary on episodes of The Simpsons. That's the only commentary I've like ever listened to. I'm not big into it. I find it I don't like it because they're talking over it's hard to watch. I wanna see it, you know. Uh it's a Christopher Nolan movie. I think he makes great movies. The soundtrack is wonderful. It's like, like some of the stuff, like the sound editing, it is really good. Like they just, there's tension, like in the whole movie, mm-hmm. like everything the Joker does incites like some kind of fear or worry, um, or just like sense of chaos or whatever. I often think there's, there's a scene where they go into, like they have a fundraiser for Harvey Dent mm-hmm. and everyone's just like having this sort of like fancy dinner party for rich people and stuff and the joker invades it oh i know the scene and it's such a tense scene where the joker is truly i mean he's threatening people he's like um just punching random people doesn't he talk about his smile yeah he's uh a few different times in the movie he comes he talks about like like it's also a really good interpretation of the joker um Mm. because they kind of play with the fact that the joker depending on the comics you read, um, the version of the comics, he either like, he often does not have a backstory. He just exists. Mm -hmm. And this movie really plays with that because he's a couple different times explains why he has the scars on his face. And the backstory is very different both times. I think Mm -hmm. it's twice or no, he does it twice for real. And then I think he does it a third time. And then, uh, Batman gets to have a good line. He goes, no, but I know how you got these. And he scars him again. (laughs) Um, and I think it really plays into his character of the chaos. And you're kind of like, like he really, you can't believe he's like this good of a liar, really. Like you're almost mm-hmm. like, wow, he's, he's a, like so charismatic in that way where you still know he's like a sociopath, but there's like some level of like um, intricacy to how he's a maniac. And that's all, that's a lot in the writing and it's a lot in like Heath Ledger's performance, which is just, wonderful he sort of like embodies it in every kind of way his his like facial tics the way he darts his eyes around and licks his lips and does like all these like little micro creepy things yeah um and yeah he just feels so menacing because he has no super superpowers that's the other thing like he doesn't even really have a weapon other than his like lack of like like caring um and he can, like, absorb sort of a lot of pain. Like, that's a big thing he talks about. Like, like he lets Batman beat him up. But um, I'd say a big crux of the movie is trying to 
get Batman to um, to kill. Uh, he's like trying to get Batman to the point where he's killing people. And he knows that Batman doesn't kill people. So he's like, the Joker's basically not afraid of him because he's, yeah. he thinks, well, I can get hit as hard as you want to hit me. That doesn't scare me. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a whole part where he has, you have nothing to you know hurt me with because he can't be killed or he's, he won't be killed because Batman won't kill him. Uh, or if he does kill him, then he feels like he's won, you know? Yeah. Uh, spoiler, the Joker does not die at the end of this movie. Um, he does die at the end of uh, the version where it's uh, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Batman, uh, sort he doesn't directly kill him, but he does die. Joker does die. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, do you agree with Batman's policy? Of no killing? Yeah. I mean, I know probably in life you agree with it. <laughs> But in in world, um, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's all like, I mean, I think the reason that I think this is true in real life and why I'm probably like sort of, I'm generally like a pacifist in real life and don't, you know, I, uh, I begrudge. I, I think war almost all the time should be avoided. We should stop having so many wars. <laughs> um, and you know, I don't really like. Drone radical sh- notion drone strikes and things like that well there are a lot of people who no, do <laughs> really like war <laughs> i know um you know um and why you know just like i don't enjoy the escalation of life i mean this is like they you know you talk about how um i was talking about batman um you know there'd be no joker without batman yeah i mean you think about like society now like the reason that you know, so terrorism happens, right? And then police forces, this is, I'm talking in the real world now, have like bigger and better guns. And like yeah. they're basically driving tanks around. And like, you know, little, you know, some rural town decided to buy like an armored, uh, like assault thing. And it's like the police are escalating. And, you know, it's leading to more, it is leading to more police violence and more violence in general. And like, like bigger, these bigger violent, acts that happen in our society and i think it's like the same thing it's because you've if you know you escalate then the other people escalate and yeah. back and forth and so i do like i think this does reflect on how i feel in real life it's like oh if batman was killing people then the people he's fighting would be more ruthless you know? yeah and the fact that he holds himself to some standard um you know is important to me and i it's kind of thing that like you know uh doesn't even matter who our president is uh in this country because Obama, who I appreciated a lot, did a lot of this stuff too, where it's like, I just wish we weren't like killing as many civilians in like the middle East, you know, like it's, it's, it's disturbing how many civilians we let die. And then those, you know, those people, some of the people that survive that end up becoming terrorists in their own way, because, you know, America, it looks like, uh, you know, to them in a way, I'm like, I agree that they think America seems evil in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm sure their governments aren't helping because they're saying like America's evil, but if they didn't have us, you know, dropping bombs or, you know, selling bombs to certain countries that then get dropped, this is the plot of, (laughs) of Iron Man, (laughs) which came out the same year, I think is the dark Knight, 2008. Um, But like uh, in Iron Man, Tony Stark um, goes to the middle East. I don't know if it's Afghanistan specifically or not, but he goes to the middle East to um demonstrate to like the u.s military this these new weapons that stark industries has created 
And then um, they get attacked by terrorists there and Tony Stark gets captured and they force him to make weapons for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he goes to a town or something. I don't remember this exact moment, but he's in a town and he sees this crate of weapons that these terrorists have in uh, the Middle East. And it says Stark Industries on the side of it. And that's like his big awakening where he goes like, oh, my God, I sell these weapons and these terrorists are the ones who like end up getting them. Um also a plot line from Last Jedi, but we won't have to get we don't get into Star Wars. <laughs> um let's stay with superheroes. <laughs> would you say that Batman is your favorite superhero? Ooh. Uh I don't think I have a favorite superhero, but he's one of them. Okay. Uh I read Batman comics, which is a big step up. Like I don't read that many comics. Um or I I have a thin uh, group of people I, I read comics to. And I did recently in an episode talk about Daredevil. And I think Daredevil and Batman are like, they're very similar. Like, no, they don't kill. They have no weapons. Or, I mean, they don't have, they don't have guns, I should say. Um, uh, and they don't have superpowers, really. Daredevil slightly more superpower than Batman. But they're basically regular people. Yeah. Um, and there's like a connection I have to that. I also really like Spider-Man. And I think that's because he's like, a, he's usually portrayed as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to see a kid dealing with like all of a sudden having to be a superhero. Cause he got bit by a spider. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And he's all, like, I just, I tend to like, I'm not, this is not a critique on the writing or anything. It's a, it's on, I'm saying this about the characters that like Batman, uh, Spider-Man and, and Iron Man, who I also do really like, um, the characters are smart characters. Yeah. So they're, you know, I, I appreciate that. I guess usually they're written well because they are smart and they're not just like doing stupid yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Batman's pretty great. Okay. Back to your list. Back to my list. Um, I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to go on it too hard. Um, but I, like, there's so many, there's so many things they, 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 like the chaos element is like the Joker's whole thing. So they get into talking about anarchy and whether anarchy is like what he believes is good, but it shows off like the goodness in people through the anarchy and the chaos, because while the Joker is trying to orchestrate all these horrible things, I mean, basically like the largest climax at the end is really when they, there's a transport ship. He says he's going to like blow up the city or whatever, (laughs) which is like a, a false threat. And then he's sending the city sends a ferry full of prisoners and a ferry full of civilians like to leave Gotham to be safe. And he arms each ship with a, with a, with a trigger to blow up the other boat. And he, the whole concept is he says, you have to choose which boat you're going to blow up. Do the civilians blow up the prisoners or do the prisoners blow up the civilians? And if, and it's a prisoner's dilemma or a reverse prisoner's dilemma where like, if you blow up the other boat, you survive. Uh, but if no one blows up either boat, both of them get blown up. Yeah. So that's the reverse prisoner's dilemma part. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's also a really tense scene. And it also, I think, plays out in a way that is like kind of realistic where the people on the innocent boat, the, there's the civilians, you know, they're angry and they're like, we should blow up that other boat. Um, they're prisoners. Like, and it kind of shows like, the instant savagery like towards this, this like prisoner boat. But then when it actually comes down to it, they, they like are like, I can't kill these people. Yeah. Um, and then there's like on the prisoner boat, it's like, 
basically the guards aren't letting the prisoners anywhere near the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the guards have something to think about. And uh, there's this one character, one prisoner who's like, supposedly be like this big, mean, like scarred in the face, like murderer dude. Mm-hmm. And he walks over to the detonator and he's like, he just goes, give it to me. I'll do what you should have done a long time ago. And he throws the detonator out the window. And so it's like, he, they really, I mean, they're, I mean, they're purposely making this guy look scary as hell. So that you think he's going to blow up the other boat. And then he just throws out the window. Um, Meanwhile, the other boat, there's like this guy who's like, we should blow this boat up. Like if no one's man enough to do it, I'll do it. And then he like goes to the trigger, but then realizes like, oh yeah, this is really fucked up. I can't do this. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, every moment in this movie is tense to me. And it all ends well. I like ten- I like a tense movie that ends well. <laughs> um, I'm being kind of scattershot despite my uh Um, can I ask a question things. about that scene? I have seen this movie. Yeah. I have very little memory. I do remember the party scene of it. Um, and does the Joker go to blow up the two boats? Uh, or is that... He, a false he, choice. He wants to, and he has a trigger to do so, but Batman prevents him from doing okay. it. Uh, yeah, there's this pretty crazy scene. Like, yeah, there's so many moments where you're like, is there time to do it? Like, I feel silly saying this because it's like a movie and obviously there's time to do everything, but sitting there watching, you're like, God, will Batman get there in time and stuff? And there's this whole thing, like a standoff between Gordon, Commissioner Gordon and Batman, where um, Batman's like, I have to get in there and figure out what's going on. And then... Um, Gordon's like, we have snipers on the, on the hostage takers and stuff. And, you know, they take hostages from a hospital and what they end up doing is they like disguised, um, the hostages as, um, being hostage takers so that he like, like they, he dresses them up as doctors and he, they, he, uh, they like the Joker duct tapes guns to their hands, like empty guns or whatever. But so the snipers are looking and seeing them as like these armed guards. But the truth is that they're actually, uh, it's like a fake out. Yeah. And like, you're like, Oh my God, I hope they don't kill like the innocent people. And Batman has to like go in and like, uh, s- save all like in, a, in what is like probably a dozen great action set pieces. He has to like go and stop like the SWAT police SWAT teams and stuff. Um, God, there's so many stories that happen. <laughs> it's like two and a half hours long. So there's obviously a lot that has to be told. There's the whole like subplot of like, uh, you know, uh, will Bruce Wayne come out as Batman? Like um, the guy who plays Harvey Dent. Or Harvey Dent's character ends up like pretending to be Batman. Uh, Commissioner Gordon fakes his death to help catch the Joker. Um, there's like so many weird threads i mean yeah the the tunnel chase scene that they do uh when the joker um when they finally arrest before they arrest the joker um they're like transporting harvey dent and then they're to lure the joker out to kill him and then uh um it's like rocket launchers and tanks and stuff and it's just this crazy insane car chase it's pretty great car chase i'm gushing (laughs) Uh, there's like Mr. Reese, who's supposed to be like a pun on mysteries, I think, ah. uh, who like figures out who Bruce Wayne is. And then like Morgan Freeman's character has to be like, uh, one of like the, the, the best owns in a movie ever. He's like, so you're telling me you think that your boss is a vigilante superhero 
billionaire crime fighter and your plan is to blackmail him and the guy just goes oh i guess that's a bad idea <laughs> and doesn't do it it's <laughs> fair um there's like lots of little him being mr reese is supposed to be like a tip of, uh, tip of the cap to uh the riddler being a character people like didn't know there's a bunch of characters in this movie that they're like oh would that be a character in the next movie and like those never panned out um i think they're just supposed to be like little tips and then the press so my favorite quote in the whole movie i'll say now there's a press conference where harvey dent admits that or you know fake out admits that he's batman um but before he does it so Harvey Dent is the district attorney, so he sort of gives a whole speech. He's also Two-Face, right? Yes. He later becomes Two-Face in the movie. Okay. At this point, he's just Harvey Dent. Okay. And he fake admits that he's Batman. Or no, so he's giving a speech and he's saying, um, you know, Batman, uh, you know, deserves to face justice, but, um, you know, are we looking for him for the right reason? And one of the cops in the crowd just yells out, no more dead cops. And that makes me laugh every time because it feels so out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Just this guy shouting, the district attorney, no more dead cops. Um, that's my favorite line in the movie. And then Harvey Dent admits to being Batman and they arrest him, even though Bruce Wayne is in the room. Um, and this is all part of uh, Harvey Dent's plan to lure out um, the Joker. And he doesn't know that the, that Batman will save him, but he feels like he trusts that batman will save him yeah he does and he does and then later he uh two-face gets half of his face burned off and he becomes two-face and then he's the villain second villain in the movie um what else do i like i like the world building of it there's like villains from like the villain from the from the from batman begins like makes a cameo appearance in this movie as like a lackey character and i like that it shows the progression of batman like in the first movie this guy is like the main one of the main villains in the second movie it's like he's basically just like a petty thug and he just like dispatches with uh killian murphy cillian murphy i don't actually know how to pronounce that guy's name he's a i know you're talking about that guy um can i ask you a question yes does batman begins and the movie after the dark knight the dark knight rises thank you um do they live up to the middle one are they just disappointing um they are not disappointing they i mean like the dark knight is such like magic (laughs) like it is a it is it is to me like the perfect comic book movie it is everything um it just is so above and beyond everything else batman begins and then dark knight rises are still both very competent good movies they're just not as good so i still love and i own all three of them on blu-ray and they're all great it's just None of them are the Dark Knight, and nothing ever will be. I don't think. Um, I'd be very surprised. And I see a lot. I've seen almost every superhero movie, and I'm saying this <laughs> in a way where it's just it's just a no doubter to me. The action scenes, the acting, the music, the camera work, the like characters, the dialogue for the most part. Um, it's just it, a lot of it's so inventive. They do like. A really good job. I said the world building stuff is interesting. Um, uh, there's only a, yeah, I don't want to get into plot holes, but there's only like a couple of those kinds of things. I don't need to chat those up. Every movie has plot holes. Let's, I'll say that. <laughs> Life has plot holes. Life has plot holes. 
they should fill fill in the streets, cover those potholes. Um. Uh oh, another one of my favorite lines is when they're doing the 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 boat thing. They end up um on the civilian boat. They decide to do a vote, and someone someone just like a very understated line. Someone goes, "We don't have time for paper." <laughs> they want to do the do the votes <laughs> uh I, all my favorite lines in anything are the most stupid like understated like some background character just gets gets to yell something out. <laughs> um oh there's practically if practically slash no blood in like the whole movie that's um i didn't know that it's like a yeah anytime there's gonna be blood they basically like cut the camera away or they do it in a way where they like hide it um Oh, that, that's like a Christopher Nolan trope. Like he made Dunkirk, this huge war, like World War II war movie, no blood. Um, what is what is it rated? Uh, PG thirteen, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, there's like no blood, no swearing. It's just that I think it's rated that because it's, it's. I mean, it's violent. It's just like that kind of violent. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think Dunkirk is the same way. It's like rated PG thirteen. I think that's like a Christopher Nolanism, as he makes most of his movies. PG thirteen. Um, what's your favorite performance? I know you said you love them all. I mean, uh, I mean, a lot of people will like discredit this movie slightly by saying it's all about the Heath Ledger performance, and I think that's silly because the other people do a great job. But I'd be lying if I wasn't to say that he is the best performance in the whole thing. I mean, him, uh, him as the uh, Joker is just so good. Yeah, it's. I've said it a bunch already, but I'll keep saying he's menacing. Um, he's scary. He's creepy. He's like, he lives up to like the, cause the whole thing with the Joker is like, he is crazy, but he's charismatic. Yeah. You know, and people know he's crazy, but people still follow him. Okay. Yeah. Um, gosh, everything about it. I love it so much. I don't know the answer to this question, but in Dark Knight Rises, were they planning on having him back? And how did they? Uh, yeah, so I think the Joker was supposed to be the villain in the third movie. Um, and then sadly, Heath Ledger died even before the release of this, yeah. of The Dark Knight. Um, and he won like Best Supporting Actor mm-hmm. posthumously for it. Um, and I think that Dark Knight is the reason they expanded the Best Picture category i could be wrong with that but i think it was something like it didn't end up getting nominated that year but basically because they could only nominate five films and now they can nominate more i think that's the reason um but it did take it took a while to make the dark knight rises and it is set like like i think if they had done it with the joker it would have probably been right or like semi immediately after the events yeah but instead they like flash forward either eight or ten years before the dark Knight rises happens. Um, and then they don't really, they don't even really talk about the Joker. They don't, uh, they don't talk about the Joker in it. People have pointed out that that's like an oddity with dark Knight rises is like, well, shouldn't the Joker be in this world? Like, and then there's questions about like recasting and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with the fact that they just moved on. (laughs) Yeah. I did not know that about dark Knight rises. Yeah. It was in question whether it was ever going to happen. And then they finally, like okay we'll make one more movie and i do think a lot of people were disappointed with that one but i mean i think i still think it's a good movie again no dark knight but yeah. now much, they have benny Affs. much like our tea talk i i tend to be okay with stuff i don't like any of the modern 
any all the modern uh justice league and batman it's such a disaster i mean ben affleck seems fine in the role but those movies have all been torture to watch <laughs> batman vs superman it's like so bad uh suicide squad is also whatever i mean if they make a new standalone batman movie which they've been talking about for a while that'll probably be good yeah um batman i just because batman usually there's been very few bad batman movies really just batman and robin is the only truly bad like solo batman movie mm-hmm. and even then robin's in the title so maybe it's not a solo movie <laughs> Um, but even Batman Forever, which is the one with Jim Carrey, which I think is like the other least liked one, that one's still a passable movie. It's not terrible. Batman and Robin, which is like with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman. I'd like to shout out, this is the second podcast in a row I've mentioned Uma Thurman. <laughs> she wants to dance like Uma Thurman. Um, that Batman and Robin is like laughably terrible. <laughs> it's like so, so crazy bad. Um, yeah, I guess that's like making a Batman movie isn't like a guaranteed good movie because there have been some, a bunch of so-so ones, but Dark Knight was amazing. Perfection. I don't think there'll ever be a superhero movie that good. So I'm thinking what happened when I watched it is I stopped watching it midway through and that's why I remember it as two movies. Well, I do think it, it is it's like the movie up until the Joker gets caught is like, that's like 90 minutes. And I kind of, when I first like used to watch it, I'd be like, thought that would be the end. And then twist. No, actually there's another hour of the movie and he breaks out of jail and causes mayhem. And I do, I mean, you know, it's all good. So Mm -hmm. that's like, I don't mind. It is a long movie and I will admit that, but I love every second of it and it just draws me in. (laughs) Um, what causes Toothface to go to the dark side? Oh, it's very complicated. Um, so, basically, um, uh, the person that Maggie Gyllenhaal plays is a not comic book character, um, and um, Katie Holmes played her in uh, Batman Begins, and her name is Rachel Dawes. She's not from again, not from the comics, and written for Batman Begins and she is Bruce Wayne's childhood friend and she like they kind of grew up into being love interest ish but like basically because he's Batman they can't be together and she knows he's Batman um he he tells her at some point in um Batman Begins and then uh decides they can't be together and then she becomes the assistant assistant district attorney um and so like assistant to um um harvey dent and then the harvey dent and her are dating another great scene in the movie is like when uh like a part of bruce wayne and i think these movies do this really well and this this is often not played up well enough in other batman stuff um like they do a really good job doing Bruce Wayne where he plays like the total asshole, rich asshole. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to make him seem less like he's Batman because it's like, Oh, this guy who's a total prick isn't Batman. Prick is still a word we can say. I don't know. Um, he's a jerk and he, uh, um, shows up at a restaurant and then like, this is 
really funny line where he's like, uh, first you see Rachel and Harvey at dinner at this really fancy restaurant. And, and then Bruce Wayne and his date, who's like this, like supposed to, she's like a ballerina, just like a playboy model type person yeah. where he's like taking out just, yeah. You know, like the, the prettiest girls. Cause that like makes him seem the most selfish. And he like walks up to Harvey and Rachel and he's like, Oh, we should see if they can pull some chairs together, two tables together. And Harvey goes like, Oh, I don't think they'll let you do that here. And Bruce Wayne goes, well, they should. I own the place. And like him just being a total asshole. Like I love how much of an asshole they make him out to be. <laughs> um, and um, that's where you get the line, the like famous line from the movie, like Harvey Dent says, like you live, you live long enough to see your, uh, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to Harvey mm-hmm. Dent. Foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> but um, so Batman's, love interest is the person who's dating Harvey Dent and basically the Joker's plan to he the Joker his whole thing is he wants to turn Harvey Dent and Batman into villains and his point is he wants to show that anyone can be evil that's why he has the whole ferry boat experiment he wants to show the worst in people this should be the overall message of the movie (laughs) that this should be the thing I started with (laughs) in the beginning of my topic say it now edit it in yeah pretend you heard this 20 minutes ago um and he wants to show that people anyone can be evil so uh from the party scene uh that we talked about earlier um harvey dent gets locked away and he kept is kept safe but the joker threatens rachel and basically throws her out a window and then batman jumps to save her and the joker reads into this and, and there's like an interrogation scene later where Batman is interrogating the Joker. And he says like, um, he kind of taunts him that he realizes that Batman's in love with Rachel. Joker does not know that Bruce, who, that he's Bruce Wayne though. And then um, you find out that basically um, the Joker through his henchmen while he was in prison brought Two-Face to, or Harvey Dent to one warehouse and Rachel to another warehouse that were, that are t- they're too far apart to go get to both at the same time. And he gives them the address of the two places. Um, and there's like, they're rigged with explosives and stuff. And then, so Batman and commissioner Gordon have to split up and go to each separate location. And Joker doesn't give them enough time. He, so he's trying to turn them evil or whatever. And he also gives them the reverse addresses. So he, Batman wants to go save Rachel, but, uh, Joker gives him the address for Harvey Dent saying that's where Rachel is. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think, I think an underspoke or an unspoken thing in the movie is that Batman can get there faster than the police can get there. Yeah. So basically, um, Batman gets to Harvey Dent right before the explosion is going to happen. The police do not get to Rachel. So she dies, but Harvey Dent has to hear her die (laughs) over there on like, they can hear each other speak over intercom. Yeah. And then Harvey Dent is, he's saved by Batman, but like ends up, the explosion like ends up getting him on half his face. So he burns yeah. away half his face, becomes Two-Face. And then like basically, I guess like a psychotic break or something happens where the loss of the love of his life uh, and this like hugely physically scarring moment um and I guess his general betra- he feels betrayed um, by um, oh because the way they're brought there is that like there's these 
crooked two crooked police officers mm-hmm. who are on the payroll of like the Joker who send them to the these warehouses. Yeah. And so Harvey Dent just feels this like huge betrayal and it just like flips him into being the villain now and he wants to get his revenge for Rachel uh for just like feeling like everyone was against him and stuff. Um yeah, so it was like two traumatic moments happening at the same time turned him into Two-Face. And he dies at the end. Oh, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. There were rumors that he might reappear in the, in the sequel movie, but that was all just nonsense. Nonsense. Um, and there's so much more about this movie, but I, I, I feel like I've chatted enough about it. Um, I love the movie. Go see The Dark Knight. I, I know the scene where they are separated and he has to go save Rachel and the other one. Although I did not know that was her name. Um, I thought that was Batman Begins. Yeah, no. I don't know. Batman Begins. What happens? Kitty Holmes. I know, but. It's got Liam Neeson and Kelly Murphy as the bad guys. It's also good. Uh, let's do a movie night sometime. Okay. Um, that's all I have to say. And I want to keep this episode under an hour and a half. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, everyone go watch Dark Knight. Everyone, everyone watch it. It's great. It's the great night. Rise. I don't know. Oh, no. I, did, I take that back. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> no, you won't. No, I know. Um, um, yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to say to me about it? Or This clarifies what movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just scattershot this whole thing. I hope that was interesting to people listening. <laughs> I, it was interesting to me. I, I learned a lot. Um, uh, yeah, topic complete. Can I ask one quick question? Yeah. If I want to watch Dark Knight Rises, do I need to watch Begins and... Or Dark Knight, do I need to watch Begins and Rises or can I just go straight to it? You can go straight to it, but Begins is still really good. Okay. At, like when I'm saying like... Like they're all still really good movies. It's just the Dark Knight is so great that it like you can... Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it is like... Some people like... I mean, I, I don't totally... I wouldn't discount this opinion, but some people like Batman Begins better because it's sort of on a more personal scale. It's a little smaller. Um, it tells a little bit more st- story, I guess. Like, I, I don't want to say there's not that much story in Dark Knight because there's a ton. But it's like, it's a smaller world, so you can concentrate more on specific details. And you also see, like, the... I mean, I know sometimes origin stories get overplayed, but it is kind of cool seeing Batman become Batman um because he's not really batman in that movie for the first like hour of it or something like that um you just get to see him as as bruce wayne and things like that yeah um okay do we have anything to plug um no just uh follow us on instagram instagram facebook twitter review us rate us on itunes email us and um please subscribe and uh yeah email us tbdpodcast at gmail.com please 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 oh and uh happy new year happy new year and please wish me happy birthday in two days happy birthday right now let's do it right now (laughs) i've been matt armando i have been emily riggins and this has been tbd with matt emily